Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Lindsey, the middle infield for the Atlanta Braves with Ozzie Albies and Arcia. They are the best in baseball, period, when you put both defense and offense together. And it's not even a close second, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really struggling to think about who would be offensively close to those two. I know defensively he's having a bit of a down year, but you'd think maybe the Cubs with Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner. But on offense, I really can't think of a middle infield that's done what these two guys have done. Orlando RC has been flirting with 300 all year. Ozzie mm-hmm. Albies batting second has just been crushing bombs. And it's, yeah, I mean, the best. Uh, hands down. And what's great is you've got both of these guys signed long, uh, mostly long-term. RC is only yeah. three years, but relatively long-term at very affordable contracts. And that's just it's the joy of being a Braves fan. By the way, Arcia, on behalf of all the Braves fans, including me and Lindsay, we apologize for the first part of the year that we doubted you. And I think you have proven that you belong, number one, in the lineup, number two, in the field, especially. I hate to play recency bias, but the last couple of series that have taken place, you've seen plays taking place in the field that were Andleton Simmons-esque mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, or, or Derek Jeter-esque, stuff of that nature. And, I mean, that's high praise to, for a guy that young to get that kind of credit. Those are two very different defenders, but you know, he has a he has a strong arm reminds me a lot of of Angleton Simmons and how he could gather like take take the second and gather and still get the ball there a step in, before you every single time. Uh, he did he had the the 360 spin and throw on mm. Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday night like Jeter used to always do. Uh it's it's Orlando Arcega's defense has been very good. And for the record, Orlando, I drafted you in fantasy, so I was a believer from the very beginning. I may have been the only one, but I was a believer from the very beginning. But uh, a did lot of fans... Did you draft him or did you get stuck with him? You no, tell the truth. No, okay. I, I, I drafted right. him as my second shortstop, and he's been my starter just about all year. <laughs> um, I ended up back at middle infielder. Uh, no, he... Uh, uh, a lot of fans were frustrated when Von Grissom didn't win the job out of spring training. Mm-hmm. And I think we, the, while Arcia was out with the broken, uh, the micro fracture, we saw that Von Grissom wasn't ready. And we saw that Orlando is, and I couldn't be happier for him that not only is he having a good year, he's been recognized as an all-star starter for it as well. Yeah. He's been having fun and doing so. And speaking of having fun, I told you it's really kind of an odd number because it didn't go back to a series, but the notes that I'd sent you one loss in 20 games. I mean, that is a torrid pace for any baseball team, especially with the Braves and them being in first. And the loss was to one of the hottest teams in the Cincinnati Reds, and it was like a 12 to 11 game. Like, you barely lost, too. Like, mm-hmm. It wasn't even like it was a blowout. You barely lost that game. Uh, you didn't lose a series in the entire month of June. And it's just this offense has been hitting on just about all cylinders. Now, we didn't see a ton of home runs uh, in that Guardian series like you saw against the Marlins, but mm-hmm. the team is playing good defense. They're playing good offense. The pitching is more than good enough to win on just about every single night, and it makes it really fun to cover the team. It makes it really fun to watch this team, and it makes it fun to be a fan. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not there was not a moment in that Guardian series. There was, I think, two or maybe three games where Atlanta had a deficit there was not a single moment in that Guardian series when I was worried that the Braves could not overcome whatever deficit it was and come back to win. And in fact, they did. They won the series. And it's just, uh, it's tons of fun right now. 
you said series wins, and that's all they've had throughout the month of June. Can this continue in July? And now, that's going to be a tough task, and we'll get to, to Tampa in a little bit, and we'll talk about the Rays. But um, if with, with it being – honestly, it's a shorter month because you've got that all-star game or all-star break week that's going to take place. So is there an opportunity the Braves could do the exact same thing in the month of July? Uh, there's absolutely an opportunity. When you look at everything that you do – uh, the issues that you run into for not winning every series. Uh, you've got some easier matchups. You have the Diamondbacks, though. They're a tough mm -hmm. team. You had to get some Eddie Rosario heroics to win that series. You, you know, you won two out of three there. You have two games with the Red Sox. That's always a fluky thing, middle of the week. You lose one of those. You don't technically have a series win as well. But uh, I do like their chances. If you can be, win the series against the Rays, best record in the American League, if you can beat them, You've got some winnable series, the White Sox. Two different series with Milwaukee. Yeah. You're away a weekend, and then you play a couple against the Red Sox, and then you host the Brewers back-to-back -back like that. But um, if you if you beat the Rays, you have a good chance of winning every series in the month of July. And that's really all you can ask for. Literally, that's all you can ask for is win a series. The first thing that comes to mind when winning series is the first inning heroics. Uh, it has been absolutely – I know we've talked about it every single time, but that continued into the Guardian series. That is what every team, the scouting report, everybody keeps saying, you got to keep them off the bases in the first inning. Because the Braves, for some reason, not just manufacturing. I mean, you got Acuna, if he gets on, he's probably at least going to try to steal second or third if nobody moves him over. And then after that, you just got the bats right now that are so hot in the middle of the lineup that even just a – what we would consider a pop fly is going to turn out being a sack fly, and they're still going to get a run on the board just because Acuna or Albies has made their way around to third base. I was about to say, moving Ozzy Albies to this two-hole has given this lineup a little bit of a different dynamic because you have multiple guys now who can mm -hmm. advance on a sack fly. Nothing against Matt Olson. I love Matt Olson. Matt Olson wasn't going second and third on a, on a sack fly yeah. to right field. Uh, but it's... It's a more dynamic offense, and you saw in that game against the Guardians, that game three, it doesn't have to be home runs. You can They can string together multiple base hits and just nickel and dime you to death. They scored four or five runs in an inning, and it was no home runs. It was just a bunch of shots down the line, finding gaps, soft contact that got through. Uh, that's what this team does. They have dramatically lowered the strikeout rate, and because of that, they're putting more balls in play. The more balls you have in play, the more chances you have for them to fall and for runs to score. And it's just so hard to... It's one thing to not give up home runs as a pitcher. It's another thing to not give up contact as a pitcher. And that's mm. what makes this Braves team so dangerous is all those guys up top are making contact. And that's that's so much harder to defend against. You mentioned the home runs, and I know that even though they have been cooled off just a little bit. They still were four away from the Major League Baseball record for the first half as they, as uh, that was headed into the final game of the series. So we're at, if we were four away then, Riley had a bomb. Um, who, who else did do we – they should be two away, if I'm not mistaken, from the Major League record? I believe they're they're two away with um, – or they've, they've, they've matched the Minnesota Twins – for mm. most home runs before the break, Atlanta has three more games to break yeah. that. And they're like one of four teams to ever hit 160 in the first half. And it's just like we've talked about, everybody in this lineup can hit home runs. It's not like a typical baseball lineup where you see a light hitting center fielder, a defensive first shortstop, and a catcher that has to get lucky and run into one. I mean, everybody's a power threat. And 
that's this is a modern baseball offense of the likes that we haven't necessarily seen no. in a while. No, you haven't seen a, a second baseman that's been able to rake like all these is and able to put the ball over the wall at any point, you know, had a, a game with a couple of home runs in it. I mean, he just, even when the rest of them, and he's getting into that point, I'm glad he's an all-star, Lindsey, mm-hmm. because he still gets to stay fresh and stay warm and he didn't get in a complete week <laughs> off. And uh, and I, I am, I am glad. I'm also glad that, you know, the two Braves decided, uh, and Olsen and Acuna decided not to do uh, the home run derby. I would like to see this take place during the home run derby. If they decide not to do it, I think that the players that decide not to do it should be able to pick who they want to do it because all players know who that five o'clock hitter is, who that guy is that can go out there and just put on a show during batting practice. They can't touch anything during a game, but during batting practice, he's absolutely a stud. And I think that they ought to be able to choose that. I will counter with last weekend, I went to um, Braves Marlins in Atlanta on Friday night, and the Braves had their own home run derby that series. They hit 11 yes. in that series. They had six in that game. Uh, but no, I mean, it's I'm there's always a rumor of the home run derby messing up guys' swings. Atlanta swings are all fine right now. There's no yeah. need to change anything. You're sending them all to the All-Star game. A guy that we didn't really get into, but an All-Star guy, Sean Murphy, mm-hmm. starting the All-Star game. We talked about getting offense from positions where you don't typically get offense. Four for five, 15, uh, like on on Wednesday, mm-hmm. 15 home runs, 50 RBIs. It's absurd production, again, from a position where a lot of teams are lucky to get average production on offense. You're getting amazing production, and that's just it helps the Atlanta lineup a lot. And he's got an absolute cannon. That was one of the things I put in the notes. Is he being overshadowed by the other all-stars that are in the sexy positions? I mean, when you start talking about shortstop, second base, you know, third base. I mean, you know, Olsen at first base. I mean, people forget about – the good news is I had a coach tell me years ago, so the best catcher is the catcher that you don't notice. So maybe that's a good thing. You don't notice Sean Murphy, and I think that's what's got him sneaking up on some of the pitchers. Uh, Lindsay, let me uh, go ahead and thank one of our sponsors, is uh, Ford Stokes and the guys at Annuity360, annuity360.net. You can sip your, or you can submit your contact information, get your free copy of Ford's book, Annuity360, absolutely free. You just put in a little bit of information. He and his team can help you better protect and grow your hard-earned and hard-saved wealth. New sponsors. He says, hello to Braves fans. Chop on for the A. You can go to activewealthshow.com or you can go to activewealth.com or you can go to annuity360.com. Ford, thank you, man. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Lindsay, we move on and talk about, uh, the before we get to the series matchup and what we're going to take place there, Snit hits 600. That is awesome. Uh, that's a milestone that everybody should appreciate and everybody should love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, Brian Snicker is, already probably the number two manager in Braves history. I mean, he has the same number of World Series championships, unfortunately, as Bobby Cox. Uh, (laughs) I was asked on Atlanta Area Radio the other day, uh, if Brian Sitker wins one more championship, is he does he jump Bobby Cox on that list? And I don't necessarily think you can say that because you can't tell the story of Brian Snitker without Bobby Cox. But Mm -hmm. I think one more championship from Brian Snitker puts him the 1B to Bobby Cox's 1A. And the thing I don't think we all think about, Snickers three years away from the age Bobby Cox was when he retired. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. think about Snicker not having a ton of time left, but if he retires when Bobby did, we've got three more years of Brian Snicker and he's done. And so it's hard to imagine what this team would be without Brian Snicker. But either way, we're very lucky to have him. I think he's a great manager. Uh, The players love him. The 
the, the he obviously works well with the front office and mm-hmm. um, is right now easily the second best manager in Braves history. Yeah, I, I, w- I agree with you. Instead of one, I mean, I'd put him, you know, probably one B to Bobby Cox, one A. And the only reason being is just that charge longevity. the Braves had. Yeah, the longevity. And the, it was just year after year after year after year. And so um, that, that's what probably sets Cox aside right now. Not to yeah. mention, he was a character. I mean, he yeah. gets tossed more than any other manager. And so, you know, that's not Snit. He, he will take up for his guys, but he doesn't go out pitching a temper tantrum and calling umpires names. He, he's more of a debater than he is uh, a guy that's a, a to, you know, a totalitarian uh, ruler, I guess you could say. So yeah, uh, it, th- that's a big difference. The, the Cox over Snicker argument uh, to me, it reminds me of the conversations about like Dale Murphy hall of famer or not. And it's like, well, he had the peak, but he didn't have the longevity. Right. And it's kind of one of those Snickers having the peak. He's in the peak right now. He doesn't yet have the longevity to pass Bobby Cox and it doesn't look like he's going to based on the age he was when he finally got a chance. But as far as importance to the organization, Brian Sinker is one of the most important managers Atlanta's ever had. And he's definitely one B to Bobby Cox is one A. Uh, we mentioned Olsen to talk about him really quickly as uh, right now, he is probably the best first baseman offensively in baseball. Uh, and do we really miss Freddie Freeman at this point, besides him just being a fun loving guy. Other than that, you, you, you're putting Olsen in the lineup ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something where, on a purely offensive production standpoint, is Freddie Freeman technically having a better year as far as batting average and a lot of the peripherals than Matt Olson? I think so. But you're, you weren't necessarily going to win that trade, for lack of a better term, this mm-hmm. year. It was going to be in years three and four and five when Freddie Freeman's on the backside of his 30s and Matt Olson's not even there yet. And I don't think... I think the money that you saved from not signing Freddie Freeman... that you extended Matt Olson with the prospects you lost and ended up not necessarily being the, a big deal for what you needed. Mm. Um, and I think that Atlantic came out winning that deal simply because they've been able to do more with the money that they saved and not, not missing the prospects while getting essentially equivalent production now and going to get better production in the future when Freddie's on the backside of his career. I know TV likes doing this, but that's why they're setting it up this way. And that is, this is possibly the World Series preview that people are about to watch between Atlanta and Tampa and the Rays. And all signs point to that if you just look at numbers strictly um, and what's to come about from it. Your expectations, talk about the matchups a little bit if you don't mind. And uh, I'll go and give you my prediction. And that is going to be uh, two and one. I think we take two of three in the series. And uh, and I still think it's hard fought. I think it's going to be some of the games like you just saw versus the Guardians where it's going to have to be a come from behind win in order to make that happen. The good news is the right staff is there for Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it's the the matchups are looking fantastic. Charlie Morton, veteran versus Tyler Glasnow, veteran on Friday night, 6.40 p.m. That is an Apple TV game, so a little harder to watch. But what's great about that is on Apple TV, you can set it to do the radio broadcast. You can yes. listen to Ben Ingram. It automatically syncs everything for you. No worries there. I It's a wonderful feature. I love that. So Friday night, Charlie Morton versus Tyler Glasnow. Saturday, Our young stud, Spencer Strider, versus Tampa's young stud, Taj Bradley. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does have an ERA of 5.27. He is much better than that. He got blown up once or twice early when he first came up. He was one of the top three pitching prospects in baseball for a reason entering this year. Very good pitcher. Can be susceptible to leaving some stuff over the plate and a long ball here or there. But Mm -hmm. great matchup of strikeout artists. 
And then Sunday, oh, sorry, Saturday's a Fox game, by the way. Mm -hmm. Three yep. networks for three games here. <laughs> Sunday, 1.40 p.m., last game before the All-Star break, Bryce Elder versus Zach Eflin. Best, two best ERAs on, uh, for either team. Elder, 2.45 and a 7-1 record. Eflin, 9-4, 3-2-4 ERA. Eflin's gone entire games where he's gone seven scoreless with no strikeouts. He's had games where he struck out eight or nine guys. Could go any way here, but either way, I don't think any of these are going to be particularly high-scoring games. It's just going to be who can execute better, mm -hmm. and you have to do it in Tampa. So you say two of three? You say sweep, three of three? I'm going to say two out of three okay. uh, with the understanding that we have no idea which one it's going to be, but I think Atlanta's <laughs> offense is going to explode in yep. one of those three games. I just don't mm -hmm. know who it's going to be against. Tampa Bay's bullpen has not been great this year, mm -hmm. and they're dealing with some injuries. So if you can get any starter out early, that's going to be a big deal. I'm thinking Saturday may be a day you can get Taj Bradley out of the game early because guys who get lots of strikeouts are sometimes inefficient, as we can see with Spencer Strider sometimes. He'll go through five and a half innings at 100 pitches. So if you can get that bullpen early, you can take one from him. World Series preview. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Again, Ford Stokes, thank you so much for being a sponsor of Braves today. Go to annuity360.net for more information and to get your copy of that free book. Lindsey, as always, I greatly appreciate it, sir. Thanks, Chapon.